Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spots Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Mike Goodwin, founder of Crazy Uncle Mike's. And Mike has also been the founder of various other companies, but he's my guest today because one of my clients refers to him as being one of the most compassionate and positive leaders he knows. So welcome to the show, Mike. Well, thank you very much, Bridget. Yes, I know that you've had successes in different areas of life and different companies, but what would you say are one or two of the reasons why you have managed to succeed, and especially in this industry you're in, which is highly competitive, and I don't know how you made it through COVID. Well, I think there's a few different reasons that I've been fortunate to continue to thrive. Um, we're actually located on the border of Delray, but we're inside of Boca Raton, Florida. And I always joke about the Boca bubble. You know, our, our, our chances and opportunities in Florida were great during the COVID. We were allowed to be open and operating for most of it. You know, I think that when, when they decided that they were going to close down the country for a bit there, I sat down with my team and we just looked at it and said, you know, we have two chances here. We can either fold up and run away, or we can find the opportunity because every time I've ever seen a, a catastrophe or a, a financial uh, hit to our country, I've always seen opportunity uh, arise from that. I have a really strong team that I work with here. We all just said, let's go. We found ways of taking something that was, uh, you know, not too pretty and turned it into something really fun. We were able to start streaming live music at that time, which we hadn't, uh, been doing prior to COVID, but we, we called it Corona Fest, <laughs> it turned into something fun. And uh, it was live concerts to your couch. You know, people could sit at home at night when they weren't allowed to go out and really had nowhere to, you know, to uh, entertain themselves. They could just turn on their TV and sit at their house and watch a live concert and pretend like they were at Crazy Uncle Mike's during the show. Um, we also did family pack dinners. So you could order in advance and we would have, you know, dinners for four or six or eight. You could pick them up at the restaurant and then take them home and watch the concert while you're actually eating our food. And, uh, and it turned into something that really worked and, and people were talking about it, you know, a real community, you know, uh, support behind all the local businesses that happened. I think that if you look at some of the benefits that happened because of, of the lockdowns, that uh, communities really started supporting their local businesses in a different way than they had before. And so again, you know, there's opportunity and disaster and, and we try to capitalize on it. Well, and how important is it to be clear about your mission? Because I happen to know that the mission statement that you have uh, for your business is uh, for everyone who enters the establishment to leave with a smile. And it sounds like you were able to provide that you know, even virtually. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I joke that I sell smiles for a living. Hmm. Um, and and the, the reality is, is that really there wasn't a whole lot to smile about in, in March of 2020. People hmm. were scared. Um, there was the unknown. And, uh, and I believe that the opportunity for people to sit at home and still enjoy some of their most favorite bands while they were locked down turned into something that continued to... Uh, you know, deliver our mission statement to the to them. And what inspired that mission? Oh, I, I've been in this business most of my adult life um, in different, uh, you know, uh, capacities from entrepreneurial running my own businesses of bars and restaurants and 
than running casinos in, in Las Vegas. The reality is, is, is I do sell smiles. Most of the people that I'm dealing with are looking to be entertained and looking to be maybe, you know, have some kind of a relief um, from their daily drudgery um, and, or their problems. And mm. so I think my whole adult life has been fortunate to be in that realm where I give people something special, you know, and, uh, and it's through music, it's through food, it's through beverage, something I've always loved doing. So I've, I've been fortunate to get up in the morning every day and be stoked about what I get to do versus challenged by it. So for me, the challenges were fun. You know, it wasn't something that, uh, you know, work was never really work. Well, I think you and David Pena, my client, share that attitude. And, you know, earlier you mentioned your team. So I'm curious, are you just good at hiring? Well, unlike the corporate world of hiring, I do it through connection versus through uh, resume. Resume does start some of the communications when I'm hiring an executive chef or when I'm hiring somebody that's in an executive role. Although most of the people that I've surrounded myself in my career, where when I'm the one hiring, have been based upon the way we interact, the way that I feel about working with this person. And I've been fortunate in so many times to have got the right group on practice one, you know. Like this group right now we have, we have an executive chef named Tara Abrams. I didn't really ever eat her food before I hired her. <laughs> I, I have a general manager that I hired as a bartender and he was very green, but his work ethic and his style and I went together so well that he just kind of kept taking on more responsibility and more responsibility. Um, our, our master brewer was re recommended from another good friend of mine, the guy that actually helped me build the contractor that built this restaurant with me, um, Tim Dornblazer, and he owns a brewery as well. And he introduced me to Corey and Corey's been with us for almost five years. He, he's, he was my first hire started in, in 17 over a year before we opened. Mm. And, uh, and all of those people were here at opening day. So, and they've been here ever since. And, and, uh, and so like an average of a little over four years now, mm. but um, it's, it's, I told my friend, Roger Bishop, so Roger and I owned a bar together in the eighties called beyond ordinary in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And, and, um, when he found out that I was opening this place out here and that my daughter had gotten sick, he came out to throw in a hand. He says, I'll, I'll give you a hand for a few weeks. And he was here for four years, but I told him on opening week, I said, you're going to watch the cool thing about this is it's magic. Just things happen that are supposed to happen when they're supposed to happen. And it, 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 this business is different than most. This isn't a bank. This isn't a, a, a you know, a software design company and, and needing, you know, the highest level of, of, of education that you can get. It's, it's about camaraderie and respect. Well, Mike, it sounds like one of your hiring best practices is to hire people that make you smile. No doubt. <laughs> and obviously you make them smile too, because I also heard you, you're able to retain people. So then I have to ask, did you ever struggle as a leader in managing people? Oh, I think that, um, I think my weakness is, is that I like to give people a lot of chances. I consider myself more of a coach mm -hmm. than a boss. And I think that that's a blessing and a curse sometimes give people so many chances that it bites you in the butt. Yeah. Um, what so was would, the aha moment that you realized, you know, you had a blind spot there or that something that there was something for you to learn there. 
Oh, unfortunately, I could probably name, you know, five or six different times that I allowed people to fail more often than I should have before I decided to uh, cut ties. You know, I've had people that I consider good friends working with me and then find out that they're embezzling or, mm. you know, different things. You know, my nature is compassion. My nature is I don't believe that people are evil. And I think that they're more good than bad. And sometimes they're not. Yeah. <laughs> that is the reality. So how do you now know it's time to let someone go sooner than maybe you used to? Oh, I think the red flags, um, once you've gone through different scenarios, you're a little bit more apt to believe what you're seeing versus what you're wishing they were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, with, with that knowledge and experience, it gives you the opportunity to um, catch it know, quicker, get it, get it. Yeah. Get it, it and nip it in the butt before it's too far down the road. You know, you've got a wealth of experience with humans and what makes humans tick. Is there anything else that you could share with entrepreneurs in terms of, you know, making it through crisis or how you continue to make it through crisis? Well, I think that there's a lot of different directions I could go with getting through crisis in in the sense of my my life. I, I think that being realistic that, you know, there's usually a end to bad. <laughs> you can usually get through whatever it is that you're challenged with and, and you don't really have to sit there and dwell so much on, on the negative. Right. Mm. And, uh, so I'm a big believer in um, positive thinking. You know, if you say you can, you will, if you say you can't, you're right. The power of positive thinking to me is what gets me through every day. And Mike, right. how did you get to that point? Were you born that way or did you learn that along the way? Um, I, I think my mother always emulated, you know, that type of thing. She was a mom of, of nine kids. Oh. Um, you know, we we're from, you know, very middle-class lifestyle. My dad was a businessman, although, you know, feeding nine kids and, and taking care of them on the level that, that, you know, needed to be done in the, you know, in the sixties and seventies, things were always tight. But my mom was always a bright light. It didn't matter what happened to us as kids or anything that we did. She stood by our side. She encouraged us for greatness. She taught us to, you know, that tomorrow's a new day. You know, don't look backward, look forward. Mm -hmm. That's the way I was raised. So it helped me in that same way when I got older to try to teach those same same lessons to my kids. You know, and I've always been a, a kind of obsessive. You know, when I do something, I like to do it the best. I like to make it shine brighter. Mm -hmm. You know, so overcoming challenges is is just what you have to do in order to achieve the goal. Yeah. And as long as you're focused on the goal, you're going to get to the point, you know, where you're you're succeeding. And uh, even if you're going to step on your own toes a few times while you're doing it, you're going to get back up and and continue towards that goal and staying positive and and believing in in the end of it. You know, again, I sell smiles, man. I just want people to to leave here happy. And, yes. uh, and, you know, I look back at the day and I know that I made people happy. I, I, I feel good about the day. If I uh, feel like I failed, I try to reach out and, and fix that. And, uh, well, know, you certainly have made me smile a few times throughout this podcast. And if people want to know more about your establishment, they can go to crazyunclemikes.com. But of course I have to ask, how did you come up with that name? Well, that back to the big family, I, uh, 
I was the seventh of the nine children and I had a bunch of uh, nieces and nephews that I was around and um, I was a bar owner, I, a Harley riding, long haired kid and uh, and every time and there and my brothers and sisters were all business people and pretty, pretty uh, square, I would say not meaning anything negative because they're great people. Yeah. But I was living the fun life and their kids loved me. And so every time I'd show up to the party, they would be like, hey, it's crazy Uncle Mike. <laughs> and so when we were deciding on a brewery name, we were trying to think of something fun. I was honestly a little concerned about the name for being in Boca Raton, which is not the epicenter of fun, known as a little bit older uh, community, but it's ended up being embraced well in the community. I think that we've built a brand that locals and our neighbors love, yeah. and, and we love them back, and we're fortunate to be here, and we're planning on Crazy Uncle Mike's to be in around for quite some time. Well, and I know my client is planning on supporting you with that because <laughs> you put a lot of smiles on his face. By the way, David is one of the most incredible people. I, I've never met anybody like him. Any particular angle on that? Generosity beyond normality. Yeah, I have experienced the same. And I'm really grateful for your generosity too, for being on the show and being willing to contribute to other leaders. Thank you again. Thank you very much.